Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. We're about to have some fun. But first thing, y'all are watching us. Could be watching any show. We appreciate it. Don't take it at all for granted. A steam panel, far end slick. Rick the Buker, NBA insider slick. How we feeling, man? Feeling very good. We got news in the NBA. Keep we, it rolling. We do finally no better day in sports than a breaking news day in sports. Joy, what's the word? What's up? It's Juneteenth. It is. It no, is. It no, is. No, and no. we are here at work. LaShawn, Katie, <laughs> McCoy, Eagles, all time. Russian leader. Yes, we are. Okay, y'all, let's let these good times roll. Blockbuster trade in the NBA. It literally just happened hours ago. Reports are saying that the Wizards finalizing a deal to send three-time All-Star Bradley Beal to the Suns in a trade. That includes Chris Paul with the addition of Beal. Phoenix will also now have their big three. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul bringing us on camera. I love news like this, Shady, because big threes are some of the most galvanizing stories in sports, the most captivating stories in sports. We have seen big threes win titles before, most notably the Miami Heat, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Do you expect the Suns' new big three to win a title? I truly do. I'm not sure if it's next year, the year before, or year after that, but I can see a, a championship coming to Phoenix. I mean, when I look at this team, let's not overthink this, right? You have three solid all-stars on one team. Mm -hmm. I remember Joy was talking about the, the points difference between the, the, the Nuggets and, and the Suns in the playoffs, yep. right? And I like, mean, who else gonna, who's going to be a third piece to scoring? Well, you have it, right? You, you have it now. You don't have to look nowhere else. We've seen Devin Booker and Kevin Durant give you 60-plus points combined. They did. You, you had Bradley Bill in that thing. What you think he going to bring? <laughs> 20s, 30s? And then I'm not sure what they're doing with DeAndre Ayton, if they're keeping him or not. But if they keep him right now, if the roster they have right now, you can add a couple little a piece on the bench. Yeah. You keep Ayton there, it's going to be a tough team to deal with. It's a nice roster, it's Shady. Tough team to deal with. I understand all the excitement. It is merited when you talk about those three stars. But, Joy, will those three players, do you expect that big three for the Suns to win a title? I think they have as good a chance as anyone else in the West. I mean, we talked all throughout this finals run about talent and the necessity for talent. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned DeAndre Ayton. They're going to have to fill out the rest of this roster yeah. because right now, I mean, this is the definition of a top-heavy roster. They don't have anybody else on the guys. roster. They have five <laughs> guys who are under contract. So they're going to need some more actual players. Yeah. But I anticipate that DeAndre Ayton will be moved and that they are going to fill out the rest of their roster. They're obviously going to have to add some, some height. They're going to need a big man mm -hmm. considering that they're going to have to take down the winners of the NBA uh, title and of the Western Conference and the Nuggets who have a pretty good big man. So there's some things that I think they need to adjust, but you're starting with 
three All-Stars. You're starting with Bradley Beal is kind of faded into the mist a little bit because of the past few years. He's obviously had some injury problems and, you know, being with the Wizards, it doesn't help. happen, doesn't help. But Bradley Beal is a coveted player. There's a reason why he wanted that no-trade clause in his contract, and it's worked absolutely in his benefits. If you're a Suns fan or you're in the Suns organization, I don't know how you're not thrilled about this. Slick, you're not in the Suns organization, so nope. I can't assume you are thrilled about this. But what are you? Can this team win a title? Not as constituted. It's a, it, well, hold on. Look. It can win a title. It can win a fantasy league basketball <laughs> title. They are killer if it comes to fantasy league. If we're talking about reality, I hate to get into the weeds on this, and I won't go too far, but the cap is projected to be $134 million next year. Right. These three alone are $130 million. Mm-hmm. You add DeAndre Ayton, it goes to $160 million. Under the new CBA, that takes you over the second apron, which means you lose all of your, mid-level, your, your exceptions to sign players. You're basically, the rest of your roster is going to be minimum contract players. And the challenge there is, even if you have guys in the league who say, well, hey, those guys could be playing for a championship. I'd like to go play with them. I'd rather go play with a guy like Nikola Jokic, who's going to get me shots if I'm a role player. Okay. i got to defend, and he's going to get me open threes, right? Even Jamal Murray can do the same. I ain't seen the ball once it goes to one of these three dudes. They're getting all the shots, right? They're scoring all the points. So I've got to do all the dirty work. And if I look at the Denver Nuggets... Or I look at, you know, some of the teams. I think there's some young teams in the Western Conference that are on the cusp of coming right now. Mm -hmm. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be better next year. Sacramento Kings. Um, Those are two. Denver Nuggets, obviously, are still going to be at the top of the heap. I just don't see the path in which they're able to get there on the timeline that you have to with Kevin Durant. I agree with that. 2-5, I don't think the Suns are going to win a title, Joy. I don't think the Suns are going to win a title. And I need help to make my point. See, this is a full-size or king-size Snickers bar. This is a regular-size Snickers bar. And this is a snack-size Snickers bar. This is Kevin Durant. This is Devin Booker, and this is Bradley Beal. They are all the same thing. The only difference is they have different shapes and sizes. The exact same flavor profile, just different shapes and different sizes. All three of these players are walking buckets. I mean, walking buckets. Kevin Durant has averaged 30 points a game in his career, led the league in scoring. Bradley Beal's averaged 30 points a game two of the last four years. Devin Booker, y'all saw what he did this year in the playoffs, walking buckets. But the problem is, it's all the same guy. And you can devour all of these Snickers if you would like, but the dilemma is very simple. You're going to get sick because you ain't got a balanced diet. The Suns roster is not balanced, and I don't see how it will become balanced because you have three of the same players, some taller, some shorter, some light-skinned, some dark-skinned, but you got three of the same player on the basketball court. That is why I don't see them winning a title. Slick, you made a good point, and I'll elaborate on that point. I don't know who the Suns janitor is going to be. Got a whole bunch of CEOs, Shady, but I don't know who the janitor is going to be. When I think about championship teams, every one of them have a janitor. Hmm. For the Denver Nuggets this year, in the starting lineup, Aaron Gordon, he was going to do the dirty work. Who y'all need me to guard? Y'all need me to go dive on this loose ball? I'll do it. Backups, you had Brown and Brown. Both the Browns were going to do the dirty work. When you think about the year before, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he was going to be the janitor, if you will. 
and if not Giannis, Drew Holiday, and to some degree Lopez. You think about the year before when you want to talk about the Warriors, Draymond Green was always going to be the janitor. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green is doing the dirty work for those Warriors teams. So every team in my mind needs a janitor. I don't know who it's going to be in the six point shady. I don't know that any free agent's going to want to come over there and be like, okay, I'll just be a scrappy guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just feel like I, I disagree because, first of all, when you go to a heavy load team like that and you are a guy that's probably going to make either the veteran minimum, minimum yep. or you're going to make a minimum wage in general. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know your role. Not too many guys is trying to add on to a team for playing that, 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 that minimum contract is going to be, I need the ball, I need the ball. Mm -hmm. Nobody's doing that on, on any level. If it's in the NFL or NBA, they, don't, they know their role. When you come into a team to have those type of stars, you know what role you're going to play. Yeah. And a guy might love to be a scrappy guy. Mm -hmm. right? I remember when uh, David West with, with the Warriors, Warriors, when he won that championship, he could have yep. went to other places and got more money. Yep. But he said, no, nah, I want to win a championship. Great I'm going to take less to go win. And I Great think a lot of teams, or I'm sorry, a lot of players will come to the Suns for that reason. Joy, you've seen a lot of big threes, and you saw up close and personal one of the greatest big threes, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. But you've also covered the league long enough to see big threes not work. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, so agree. you've yeah. seen it work, and you've seen it not work. What gives you confidence in this iteration, in these three? Frank Vogel. Hmm. Mm. It's a championship level coach. The coach, he's a real good coach. He has, he's a real good coach. He knows how to work with big stars. He's already done it. He knows how to elevate teams past what their capabilities yep. may seem on yep. paper. And this is a team that has a very aggressive owner. Obviously an owner that's willing to write the check or they want to put these guys together. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's going to work or not. We get very excited about these things. It's going to be a lot of offense. I know it's going to work during the regular season. Mm. I know that. Yep. There are some questions about availability. Yeah. That's going to have to be answered. But to me, when you're talking about building a team that's going to compete with the Denver Nuggets, which is the team that you have to beat now in the West, you have to have a lot of talent. Now, I watch the Nuggets from a different perspective than everybody else did because I am a Heat fan. So I feel like I, I saw the vulnerabilities that everybody else was blinded to because they were enamored with an incredibly talented and deep team. Mm. But with this team, the key is going to be who you put on the rest of the roster. I think they have to be very intentional about getting some real defensive dogs yes. that are available. They're going to have to get some size. But to Shady's point, why would you bring in more players that want shots? They got more than enough shots with those three. Yeah. More than enough. They really had enough shots with just Katie and Booker. So you have the offense covered. Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. So he's going to develop that part of this program and the players that they bring in to fill out the rest of this roster, obviously it will be difficult yeah. because yeah. they don't have a lot of money, but if they are intentional with it, I absolutely think they can, they can do it. Well, like, me, go, go ahead. Yeah, let me be clear. I, I'm not saying that you're going out to get Buddy Heald and scorers to add to this, but if I, even if I'm a defensive player, I want to touch the ball every now and then, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to have it like these guys take all the shots and my job is to make stops, and if we don't make stops, it's my fault that we don't win because these guys are scoring. And you know how it goes. We look at the offensive numbers and we go, well, KD got his 25 and Booker got his 25 and, 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 uh, and Bradley got his 20. Like, so it must be the other guys. And I will make that sacrifice if I think I'm going to win a ring. But I don't know how any, any ancillary player could look at Phoenix and go, oh, well, they're better than Denver. I, I don't know how you Denver look at that. But is Denver interested in this ancillary player? What's that? 
Is Denver interested in this player? They already, they already have them. That's what I'm saying. So, so we're not talking about players who are like, no, nah, I'm not going here, I'm going okay. here, I'm not going there, I'm not doing Denver that role. No, there are never... definitely guys around the league who want to play a specific role with a team that is competing for a championship. We yeah. feel like there's only one or two, maybe three teams that we feel very comfortable are in a position to go back to the championship to the finals next year right now as they're currently assembled. It's a very short list. But the Suns are someone that you feel like, if it comes together, could get there. Joy, here's what's fascinating to me. Uh, clearly, we've heard all these brilliant opinions at the desk. I'm interested in how do players feel? I found it very peculiar when Yusuf Nurkic, he responded via Twitter yesterday. He said, the Brooklyn situation all over again, crying emoji, crying laughing emoji. I wonder if players have seen this not work enough times to say, you know what, we're good. Or, to Shady and Joy's point, it's Kevin Durant. It's Devin Booker. It's Bradley Beal. Maybe you would just say, hey, I trust that it will work. Shady, if, if you are a player in the NBA, what's your thought process? Because you have seen it be a colossal failure in Brooklyn. Do you think that you would run to this opportunity? I mean, it's, it, it depends what type of player you are. I think from older players or players not get the, the, that type of opportunity to, to do, do, um, display how good they are yep. right, on different teams. You come to this team where we're, we're older, we're savvy vets, right? We want to win now. We're doing everything possible to win. And you want to align yourself with that team because now your role might just be, I got to play defense and, and, and shoot wing threes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'll sign it up right now because you know you're going to get open shots. Yep. See, you, you, I feel like, Skip, you're thinking, or, I, called, ooh, I called you Skip. You did. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I meant to say Slick, slick not Rick. Skip, but Slick Rick. Sorry about that, brother. I feel like you're looking at this as a player that's trying to go off and do his thing. No, if you're a player that's trying to come out here and win, it fits right with you. Open shots. Think about that. This, this is also a team. <laughs> this is yeah. also a team that has like Rick is, that's so a lot of championship experience. You've got a coach that's won a championship. Kate. Hold on now. It's players that have championship experience. I'm KD has a few say, of those. I'm hard-pressed yeah, to say like, that what? it's a team if it's KD and it's a coach. Like, when I think of a team having championship experience, I think of, like, three, four of the guys. Well, they only like, have five players on, on the team, <laughs> six players on the team right now under contract anyway. Yeah. Booker's played in the finals. KD is two-time finals MVP, has two championships and a league MVP, and Frank Vogel has won a championship four years ago. Mm -hmm. So the top part of this team, the two most important pieces in Kevin Durant and the coach right. are championship level. It's fast. And I think Bill will be better. Because you're playing with teams that, that I'm sorry, what just haven't been good. They've been, they've been yeah, kind of weak. At all, right? At all. Now you go to a team that got real good players, you're going to shine better with, with less volume, with less yep. shots. Okay, hold on. I know we got to go, but what, did those role players for the Suns last year, did they shine? Like, nah, but you, but this, they were together this, this, like But this role player games. is different, though. Yeah. Bradley Bill is like a different type of role player. Like, imagine him. He is a star. You no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about everybody else. Role I'm, not, I'm, so talking, I'm talking about five, six, seven, eight. I get eight, that. But when you, nine. when you add in Bradley Bill, like, them, them role players, now their job is not as big. Wait, he made, I'm just, he made the guys in Washington better? I mean, he's you not, not, heard what I'm not saying. his job. And, yeah, he's playing with Kevin, Kevin Durant yeah. and, uh, and Devin Booker. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A former number one overall pick in the game of basketball might be on the move. Zion Williamson, his time in New Orleans, it could be coming to an end. I just told y'all, former number one overall pick, but he's had some off-the-court distractions arise as of late. But also, remember, on the court, he rarely is available due to injuries. Now, the relationship between him and the team is growing sour, and he has minimal relationship. That's what people are saying with his teammates. Rarely do you see a number one overall pick potentially being shopped already, but that's what we're seeing. It is chaos with Zion Williamson. Slick, you have covered the league for 30-plus years now. You know the game of basketball better than anybody on daily television. So tell me, is it time for the Pelicans to move on from number one pick, Zion Williamson? It is not time because they would be selling damaged goods at this point. <laughs> yes, there are plenty of indications that they are listening. Uh, they uh, let go Teresa Weatherspoon, who was an assistant coach, who was very close to, to Zion. So this isn't just innuendo and rumor. There's some truth to it. To what level remains to be determined. But I, 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 the time to move him was either when he was an all-star for the first time and showed that he could play 60 games and what his potential was, or even earlier last season when he came back and demonstrated that all-star level ability again before once again getting injured. Now you have this cloud hanging over him. No one's seen him play since January. So you're not going to get the best offer, especially if we're talking about making a deal going into the draft or for the draft. Yep. There are going to be all sorts of conditions put on the draft picks that you might get for Zion in terms of how many games he plays or when he plays. Like for those at home who might even wonder why this conversation is occurring right now, right here, number yep. one pick Zion Williamson, add some context to what has occurred with Zion since he's been drafted four years ago. He missed the entirety of a season. Right. He only played 29 games. Yep. He has off-the-court issues. Just add some color commentary for our viewers at home. Yeah, well, it really comes down to is he fully invested in the New Orleans Pelicans and the development of his career? No one qu questions the potential of him. But it has been one injury after the other. And then because of the innuendo with his relationship with the team and the team's reaction now to some of the off the court things that have arisen. Okay. The question is, uh, there's always been a question as to whether Zion is invested in the Pelicans. Now there's the question of. Are the Pelicans invested in Zion? Well said. Joy, where do you stand? Is it time for the Pelicans to make a move from that first round pick? No, I agree with Slick. It, it would feel very panicky and reactionary. And I don't know that you would get what you really need to get for a number one overall pick if you tried to make this move right now. Now, the Pelicans may no longer care because, as we have mentioned, Zion, for all his potential and the sheer really beauty and joy of watching him play basketball when he is available and the effectiveness that he is when he's available, he is never available. And it is a huge problem. He's played 114 games of a possible 308. Mm. That is 
wild. We've never seen him play basketball. So he's he's bordering and it's not time quite yet, but he's he's bordering on a bust for the Pelicans specifically. Like he's going to have some more years in his career, but all of the questions that people had about Zion coming into the league have been answered. Is he going to be able to maintain his body with an NBA schedule? The answer has been unequivocally no. Will he invest in putting to get himself together in the fashion that he can play as dynamically as he plays with an NBA body and NBA schedule? Is he going to eat right? Is he going to train right? Is he going to rehab right? No, no, no. We constantly get these answers from around Zion. So it's it's not really the Pelicans' fault in that they had no choice. They had to take Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. There's been conversations about if John Morant should have went over him. We have those answers. You had to take Zion if you were in the spot. But... Zion has not lived up to his end of the bargain when it comes to being available, and a lot of that is reportedly because he's not invested. The problem is with this league, after a while, everyone kind of knows what your work ethic is. Everyone kind of knows how you approach the game. It's, not, it's a very small circle, the NBA. People talk to each other. Trainers talk to each other. Coaches talk to each other. So if you're going to move him, you're not going to fleece anybody else. So I really don't know where this leaves the Pelicans with him. 2-5. I say you stick with him. Don't, don't panic yet. I think that the Pelicans, they've been bad for a very long time. And I think that they're finally getting better. I think if Zion can stay healthy, I mean, we've seen what type of generational talent he truly has. I mean, he's probably the most explosive player I've seen play basketball. We just got to find a way to get him healthy. And, and if, if, that's, if that's more of fines or more of the stipulation you can put in there with the contracts, you know, nowadays with discipline, about your weight. You talk about Miami's, uh, um, how they, they've been running their fr- franchise for so long. They're big on that. They're big on, you got you to maintain your certain weight. If not, there's big-ass fines for you if you don't meet these requirements. Mm-hmm. So I think that Zion needs to go through something like that because we know what this team can be. You got Brandon Ingram that, that's on the team. You got CJ McCollum that's on the team. You got some players. And you need to have that type of players to, to deal in the West. So I wouldn't get rid of them yet. I think I would move on. And Slick, the reason I would move on is because Everything you all are talking about makes sense from an economic perspective. You do not want to buy high, drafting him number one overall, and sell low. Mm. It makes sense. But if you can't sell, period, then I'm not worried about selling low. See, I think about Zion. Right now, he's not contributing to the team as it stands. They were in a play-in game this year that he didn't even play in. Mm. So you got to make that math math for me. Last year, they made it to the playoffs, and he didn't even play. So what is Zion actually contributing to this Mm -hmm. team? If I can sell for anything, then I don't care how low I have to sell. Beggars cannot be choosers. I don't always adhere to that phrase, but it is very literal in this moment. He's not contributing when they need him most. He wasn't in the playoffs last year. He didn't play in the play-in game this year. So what the heck am I holding on to him for, Slick? Because because he's 22. I'm going to cut you off real quick. He's 22 years old, Acho. He got a lot of basketball to, to, to play. So my thing is, you go through the, the, the ups and downs right now, and eventually I think that he, he, would, he would, you know, change. Yeah. Well, and it's He's only 22. He's only 22 now. It's also what he can do when you do see him play. Okay. The last time we saw him play was against Philadelphia. He had 26 points, six Effortless. rebounds, and seven assists Effortless. in 28 minutes. 10 for 12 from the floor. Like, it's that... It's the idea of what he could be in a place like New Orleans that is never going to be able to get a free agent of his potential magnitude to come to New Orleans. So you you were lucky enough to get the number one pick and, and have the opportunity to draft a Zion. And look, when he plays... He's electric. Yeah. He's must-see TV. They are a different team. You can see that. And so it's basically saying, 
you know what? We no longer believe that we're ever going to get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It looks good. And Acho, I'm not, I'm not mad at you for saying, hey, look, it, it looks good, it sounds good, but it hasn't been consistently good. It's time for me to turn, it's time for the New Orleans Pelicans to turn the page. I get that, but I also understand why they might be reluctant to do that. Because to Shady's point, 22 years old, mm. and he's given you glimpses of something. Look, I, from the very beginning, I will say, 6'7", 280 pounds, when we say we've never seen anything like it. I've always said there's a reason, because yeah. that physically just dynamic, physical dynamic, is not going to allow you to play an 82-game season. But that said... Man, when he does play, oh, it is something. On, yeah, the whole 114 games that he's played in four years. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. that court. But that idea that if somehow we can get him for 50, 60, even 50, 60 games, right? We can get him for a postseason. We can. It's. It's. Look, the Clippers are doing the same thing with Kawhi Leonard. It's not that different. Yeah. But how? One. How has that worked? Two. You all, this is not fantasy basketball, 2-5. We're talking about real life. You mm-hmm. want to get him for even 60 games. You've seen that once in four years. Mm-hmm. So there's a 25% chance, Slick, not my subjective <laughs> opinion. The objective data states there's a 25% yeah. chance that he'll play even 60 games. There's a 0% chance he'll play 70. So you're more likely to see him play no games mm-hmm. than you are to see him play 60. But you say that, so, so then how much leverage it is to, to trade him? If you're saying that he's never playing, why would a team want to take Zion? Because he got a big contract. Because there will be people who have the mindset, I believe, like you two on the far end, which is if we can just get him out there. The Pelicans know best. They know you can't get him out there. They also know the legitimacy or lack thereof of all the off-the-court issues. So the Pelicans actually know the dirty work. They're better off moving him to a team that doesn't. But to Slick's point, different organizations have different prerogatives and standards. And they have different ways they have to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. And this is a business. And when Zion plays, again, is a big when, he is a big ticket player. So some organizations are not in the position to move off of somebody even if they don't play much. Now, look, this is a very unserious conversation. Like, this is, we're not going to have this conversation and then simultaneously talk about them competing for a championship. Like, we're not being serious about that. Right. If we were, then this, they would have moved him and this probably never would have happened in the first place because the culture that they brought him into wouldn't have allowed this. Obviously, none of that exists. I don't believe that this situation happens with Zion everywhere he goes. Where you go matters. And I'm not trying to be overly critical of the Pelicans, but I'm sorry. You do a lot of research on these guys before you draft them. You have to know parts of their personality. You have to interview and find out how they work. You have to interview and find out how they eat. You sit across from them and you can read whether someone is serious about what they're doing or not based off of all the information that you have. And then you have to put them in the best position to succeed. And then if he chooses not to do those things and it continues to affect your organization, then you either make a business decision to keep him there and keep trying to sell tickets and be in the conversation because you have him, yeah, or you move into a, into a different direction and actually try and win a championship. Well, but you, you can't say both. What you're saying, that, that, that's hard to do. You're telling me that you're supposed to look across a, a table from an eight-year-old kid and, this, and, and know if he's d- doubting or not? No, you have to know, you have to know how to support yeah. young players. And organizations do it all the time. It's not rocket science. I'm just saying, like, to, to, to know what you're getting, like, through the, the, the draft. Like, you really don't know what you're getting. You do these interviews from every sport. You don't know what you're getting. And then another thing, the, the pushback on you, because I, I don't know if I'm going for Zion or what it is, but I, I think he's a solid player. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he obviously has some issues with being injured. But you talked about injuries off the court. I, I mean, I don't know about none of that. 
I just feel like the main issue everybody wants to talk about, oh, well, they should get rid of him because he's been injured. Let that be the case. But when they try to put things in there about off the court, he hasn't got trouble with anything with, with an NBA on no, no issues off the court. No, but... The main issue it, should be his, about his injuries, and that but, should be it. But if you're the Pelicans, if you're the Pelicans, and you are the, the reason that you're holding on to Zion okay. is because of the appeal that he sells to the public, and now something comes out in the public that lessens that appeal, that is going to have an influence I, I, on... I truly, if, if you can't I sell don't, corporate I don't, I don't tickets think that. I don't. because of what is happening with him you, off the you court... You think the people not come there because of... Not, not necessarily people about? not coming, but, but your ability to sell corporate sponsorships? Yeah, I, I do Over think that? that. Over a girl... Right, who, sure. you did, who you for deal sure. with outside of basketball? Not the if John Morant the, waving guns and all this you, other stuff. If, You're if talking they, about... If they want to use him in their advertising... Are you yeah. kidding me? You think that's going? You, you don't think so corporate sponsors? So you, you don't? No. Really? I don't. You don't no, think because of who you date? It's a million guys. Like, it's a million, oh, it's a million players, twenty-five and down. I'm like thirty and down. That have baby mamas or girls that come out and talk yeah. about them. That's not him on the court. Not the one. He's not, he's not breaking not the no ones laws. That are the face of Yo, your franchise. We, name one. Name. I, I can't. I can't name a guy who's gone through what Zion is going on. I've seen right worse now. than guys come out. And, and I don't even. And been you haven't promoted. seen worse players do no, things outside of... Not, at, not then promoted as the face of the franchise, the guy that you're building around. For, for all my, my, my guys out there, I won't even bring their names up. But we can name. We sat here and named some players. Some of the greatest players of all time have done stuff and they became the face of the franchise. The I, mo- well, the, most this, of those players also play basketball. Yeah, Crazy. The, the most important thing is Zion got to get on the court. Like, but regardless of what you have going on gets much lower when you aren't providing the service that you're being paid hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars to do. Let's just put it to, to injuries. No, that's nothing else off he the court. He definitely needs to get on the court. Yeah, that is a prerogative. He got to get on the court. Baseball is back, and so is Slippin' Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services.
Aaron Rodgers, he is set for his first season on the Jets. We cannot wait. Now, if you all recall, Tom Brady, another future Hall of Famer, he switched teams late in his career. Well, get this. Jordan Whitehead, he played for both Brady and now he played with the Jets for Aaron Rodgers. He said, quote, it's kind of like deja vu. And we all remember Brady won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Sometimes on sports shows you hear people talk ignorant and arrogantly, but LaShawn McCoy played for the Super Bowl championship, Bucks, so I cannot wait to get his opinion. You should also wait anxiously for that. Shady, I am expecting Rodgers' results in the Jets, like Tom Brady got with the Bucks. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm expecting those results. Will they happen? I don't know, but I'm expecting it. The reason I'm expecting it, when I look at Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets and I look at Tom Brady joining the Bucks, at this junction in time, I say to myself, wait a second, that should happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a defense that has Quinnen Williams, defensive lineman. I remember the Bucks. You all had Vita Veda, incredible defensive mm -hmm. lineman. Aaron Rodgers is going to have C.J. Mosley, linebacker. I remember the Bucks. You yeah. all had Levante David and Devin White in the linebacker right. room. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a young cornerback in Sauce Gardner. I remember you all had Antoine Winfield, a young cornerback, and your secondary was entirely young when you talk about the entirety of it in totality. At running back, at this juncture in time, you got Brees Hall. You know what he is. Mm -hmm. And running back at this junction in time, the Bucks were still trying to figure it out. They had acquired you to be the leader, but Leonard Fournette was not yet there. Mm -hmm. At the wide receiver room, at this junction in time, you have that Garrett Wilson beast out of Ohio State Rookie of the Year. But when I think about what the Bucks had, the Bucks had Mike Evans. Bucks had Chris Godwin, but they didn't have Antonio Brown at this junction in time. I'm expecting the same thing. Will they win a Super Bowl? I think the path will be harder, obviously. But the last thing I will remind you, because you might have been too far in the forest to see the trees, you all started 7-5, and five, won your last eight games, and won a Super Bowl. The Jets last year started 7-5. and five. The difference, the Jets lost their last five games and just completely fell out the wayside. So I do not think these situations are that different. That's why I'm expecting similar results. And this is why I love to talk about sports with our eyeballs, not with the numbers and not with <laughs> players on the sheet. First of all, I don't expect any quarterback to have Tom Brady results. I mean, Asian Patrick Mahomes is getting close, but he's still like, some ways away. So let's just take that. In Tampa. In but Tampa. I, I, I'll say this. I do think that the, that the Packers, or I'm sorry, I would Packers, the Jets will have some type of good results. Yeah. But to say Tom Brady with, with the Bucks type results, I don't expect that. Hmm. Everybody wants to talk about how Matthew Stafford came to the Rams, they got a championship. Mm -hmm. Brady goes to the Bucs, they get a championship. It's different. When I look at the Jets supporting cast, it's very, very good. Also young. The Bucks, the year before Brady got there, you know they were top three offense. Mm -hmm. People don't know that. They were top three, three offense. Season. You have Mike Evans, who, I mean, you kind of said it, but let's say it. You got Mike Evans, yep. you got Chris Godwin. Mm -hmm. And well, say what you want, we did get uh, uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, we had see. Gronk. So when you put them type of players up with Tom Brady and that culture, that was destined for success. Where the Jets, they got some young guys. Gary Wilson's a hell of a young player. Mm -hmm. A lot of young talent, but not on the same level as the Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown at that time. Fair. Right? The Rams, you talk about Cooper Cup, he's a three-crown winner for a reason, Triple crown. right? And then you have a Von Miller, top dog, and then you have Anthony, uh, um, um, Aaron Donald. When you look at the team like that, they have so many star players that, that if, if Matthew Stafford didn't play well, they still have a chance to win them games, which happened in the playoffs and late in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So I just can't say he's going to have a, a type of, of Tom Brady results. That's just, that's just sad. It just stakes on my tongue. <laughs> On, Shady, man. three years Tom Brady, he won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He went to the playoffs, I believe. He won a playoff game. Always been in the playoffs. And then went to the playoffs yep. again, Always. and they, mm -hmm. they got bounced. Yep. 
You don't think Aaron Rodgers can have that? I don't say what order. I'm not telling you oh, that he'll okay, 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 okay. But like when oh, I think okay. about the totality right. of overall, it, overall, overall, you don't think do. Aaron Rodgers yes. can have that? Uh, okay, so I apologize. When I read that, I just seen oh, like Aaron Rodgers. Can he win a Super Bowl year one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna win a Super Bowl okay. year one. I don't think yeah. they're gonna do that. But I, I do think he has success there. I, they could potentially in the next three years, two to three years, depending on what, how long he plays, mm-hmm. they could win a championship. They could compete for that. So I would say yes in that sense. In that sense. I didn't know you was. Bigger picture, okay. you would say yes. Because everybody's like, right it's like if you don't win it the first year, they write you off. I feel you. I feel you. Well, if you don't you. win it the first year, then you didn't have Tom Brady results. It depends on how you look at it. Yes. I don't look, I look at it, like it factually. That. Factually, yeah, Tom Brady went to the Bucks and won a Super Bowl yeah. in his first year. Factually, Matthew Stafford went to the Rams and won it in his first year. Right. So those so are the results. So those yeah. are the results. Yeah, I don't care. Personally, I don't well, care I when you win it. The results. Yeah, if you, yeah. I don't care when you win it. If you win it, to me, that is winning a Super Bowl. But I totally get it. If you wanted to be done in the first year, you expect the results. No, I don't expect the Jets to win a Super Bowl this year. If they do, I'll eat the crow sandwich. But no, I don't. I don't expect that. I don't think that the Jets are anything like the Bucs. I, I think it's incredibly unfair to the rest of the Jets to compare them to what the Bucks were. Mm. I know everyone sees it as a very dramatic situation because it was. It was super dramatic until Matthew Stafford went to the Rams right. and they did the same thing. Yeah. So I think it will be somewhere between Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. Now that's a Ooh, that's like, big gap. It's like a lot of space. Day and night. It is day and night. But that's <laughs> right. what we've seen. We've yeah. seen two, obviously the greatest of all time, and a high-level quarterback go to a new place and immediately win a championship in year one with that new team. And then we saw Russell Wilson, who was a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, somebody that we still thought was at the top of the league, have a terrible situation. The Jets are not the Bucks. Robert Sala is not Bruce Arians. Mm. They had two receivers coming off of 1,000-yard receiving yard seasons before Tom Brady joined them, and then they added Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, good point. Yeah. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown is a fringe Hall of Famer. Forget what's going on now. That year with the Bucs, that's what he was. Rob Gronkowski, anyone? Hmm. Pretty good player. He came with Tom Brady. They had a top 10 offensive line when they joined the Bucs. They had the seventh ranked offensive line when he joined the Bucs in 2020. Hmm. Offensive line, pretty important. You know what the Jets were last year? 31st. Aaron Rodgers is going to want a pretty solid offensive line. He needs one. Not very mobile. In order for him to do what he needs to do, they have to play at a high level as well. The Jets are just, they're just not similar. And then you look at the, at the, the vision. What were the Bucs going up against? The Bucs were going up against 41-year-old Drew Brees, the Falcons coming off back-to-back losing seasons, and Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers. Yeah, bad division. That yeah, is bad division. not yep. what he's going to be dealing with in the AFC East. So, I think it's or a, AFC. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. We haven't Lesser even expanded to the conference. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a, very, it's a very tall task. I do think that they are in a position to make the playoffs if they play at a high level. But also, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is Tom Brady leader, as a leader. Here's my thing, though. The reason I, I have trouble with this is because I don't like having revisionist history or hindsight bias. Okay. When Tom Brady joined the Bucs, we did not proclaim the Bucs to win Super Bowls. We didn't. You were in it, so I don't know if you know. But on the outside looking in, I know I didn't. Dang. And the reason I didn't... Well, were we close to well, no. I, I thought y'all would have a chance. Okay. But remember, like, the Bucs started 7-6. and six. The Bucs got... Y'all were there. Let me not say the Bucs. Y'all got mollywhopped by the Saints. Mollywhopped. So, so, so... Twice. Uh, that's, so, why, that's why I talked about, about the records and, and on paper because a lot of them games that we did lose early, a lot of them were injured. We lost to the, the, the Chicago in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There was no running back available. And if you recall, there was no wide receiver available. Yep. Um, Antonio Brown was just getting back, yep. right? Godwin didn't play. 
And uh, and Mike Evans was hurt. He but, he had, he had a, 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 a um a play count. Remember all the turmoil though. That was when Tom Brady, I believe, forgot it was fourth down. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was saying, like, oh, man, does yeah, Tom but, Brady yeah, this? Does, I mean, I'm talking on the outside. Yeah, you know, and inside what information. They what happened, Shady? You got into the bye, and what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they, they changed a little bit of the offensive play calling. They Correct. gave more of it uh, to Brady. Correct. And they put it together. So Arians' offense and, uh, and um, Tom, stuff, some things mm-hmm. he did in New England, mm-hmm. they put together. So the greatest player of all time with his leadership ability and knowledge of the game paired with an offensive head coach who had years and years and years of experience. And Brian Leftwich. Let me not leave him out. Mm-hmm. And Leftwich. Yeah, yes. Good. Came together, mm-hmm. and then they got a Super Bowl. No doubt about it. And we were nice. Oh, that's nothing real quick. We were nice. We were a good team. When I got that team, I'm like, dang, all this talent? In the playoffs, some games, Brady didn't really play that well. Mm-hmm. The defense kind of carried a little Here's bit. my thing, though. The team I, was really, really I good. I personally, at minimum, slick, I see that talent on the Jets. The reason I do, Ooh. I see three. Now, mind you, I play defense. Ooh. But I see three all-pros, hard to do, on defense. Sure. I see those all-pros, two of them being veterans, a 26-year-old Quinnen Williams, a 29-, 30-year-old C.J. Mosley. I see one of them being one of the best cornerbacks in football right here, right now, although he was a rookie in Sauce Gardner. Okay. Beast, beast, beast. You think that, real quick, this... You think that defense is better than the, the Bucks defense that year? Going at this point in time, absolutely. Ooh. Remember, that Jets defense was top four right now. That Jets defense is coming off a top four season. I'll, I'll give you the defensive side of the ball. Mm. But there's not the same offensive talent. Yeah, agree with that. I mean, Garrett Wilson versus Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like, you don't, have, you don't have a Gronk, right? It, yeah, that's it, a good point, yeah. Um, uh, Brees Hall, do we really know? I mean, we think. I think he's a real deal, though. Okay, but he's but, injured. But he's injured. You're right. But more for we, we need to find out. There's some question marks that need to be answered. But here's that. I'm, I'm going to go you one more. Like, I, I agree with everything that Joy said in terms of the comparison of the talent and also the difference between the divisions and the conferences yeah. and what they have to go through to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also I, I I will go further and say I don't expect the Jets to win a Super Bowl in the next three years or however long Aaron Rodgers is there. Because here's the other great distinction is he's getting paid full freight. He's getting paid $50 million. Tom Brady was paid 25, and they uh, orchestrated it so that they're taking the hit now. They pushed it down the road, so they really weren't taking a hit during his time there. That's going to come to bear. Uh, The way they set up Aaron's is they're not taking the hit this year so they could keep what they have. But going forward, I don't expect them to get measurably better as a result of that. It's just the dynamics. Only thing with the money is they're, they're a young team. Correct. Where I feel like with, with the Bucks, we're a little older, so we had to add some pieces. But they got a lot of pieces already there. They don't have to get measurably better on the outside, because I agree with you. Yeah, the don't. question is, can their players on the inside get measurably better? Yeah. Can their running back, Brees Hall, when he goes from year two to year yeah. three, get measurably yeah. better? He's one and two right now. Can Sauce Gardner, can Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. can those guys get Office measurably line. better? Offensive line. That's nothing. Our offensive line was super good. Right? They were ranked seventh in the league. Yeah, when Brady they, they got were, and then we added on, we brought Tristan on as a rookie that year, and he's one of the top, top tackles in the league right but now. What, so. What's the best, to me at least as a defender, the greatest thing for an offensive line is a decisive quarterback. If that quarterback gets the ball out, which is why the Patriots' offensive lines, as good as they were on paper, to me they were never that great on paper. But if Tom Brady getting the ball out in 2.3, you ain't getting I mean, nowhere. The okay. Patriots were coached by one of the greatest offensive, lines, offensive line coaches in history. No doubt about it. I'm not taking that away from you. That's them. what I'm they just say. Saying, I'm just saying, you get, that, say. you get that ball out, you I can let, make a bad I mean, offensive Brady line. Tell it. Brady had the ball off so quick, I mean... You know what I'm saying? He get the ball so well, quick. Well, let's I don't not know even compare anybody to Brady, like you said. I don't, I don't, I don't even need to compare anybody to Brady. And we're talking about... 
31st. Yeah. Like, and from everything that I've seen, I don't know that they've made any sizable but here, or notable here's, here's my only issue with that is, if your quarterbacks are Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White, right. your offensive line will be bad. So if they're half as halfway better than they were last year, they're middle of the league. It's not about, when you look at offensive line rankings, okay. offensive line rankings are typically predicated upon sacks, and sacks are not always an offensive line problem. The yeah. same thing with the Bears sure. and Justin Fields. Everybody that. keeps talking about how bad the Bears O-line was. Bears O-line was not great. But if you have a decisive quarterback, a la Joe Burrow, when the Bengals O-line was legitimately bad, yeah. Joe Burrow's still like, okay, you know what? Y'all are terrible. This ball got to come He out. also yeah. got sacked 70 sacked times, 70 times and yeah. got his knee blown I'm out. talking about last year. Last year when Lyle Collins went out. They also made line, significant contributions to the offensive line after that happened to Joe Burrow. Correct. Like they didn't just leave it. But those players got hurt. I'm yeah. talking about in the middle of last some, season. Had, yeah, earlier last year, they had some issues with the line. Offensive line was not. So it's, it's, if you can get the ball out. Now, I, I don't think Rodgers will win in year one. I'm with Joy on that. I don't think Rodgers will win in year one. I'm with Shady on that. How many years do you one. think he has to win? I think he has three. I think, you he think he's three. going to play for three more years? Because he's, he's not under contract think, for three more years. It's for two, two right? He's under yeah. contract I, for two. I, I can see him. I mean, in two years, I got a good, uh, uh, a good push for it. I think they can get it done. It'll be interesting. The only it's going to be hard anyway. You in the AFC, it's going to be yep. hard. If, if, if Aaron Rodgers, if he had Chris Godwin, if he had Michael Evans, Mike Evans, it's still going to be hard. Yep. This is a hard division. Yeah. Division and, and, and you in the AFC. So it ain't just that easy to say, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl like, like the Rams did, like the Bucks did. But I do think they'll have a chance. The next two to three years, I can see that. Them young dudes older, I mean, come on. Interesting thing about y'all, y'all had a hard route. Yeah. Because it's not like y'all had a bye. It's not like y'all was rolling. It's not like, like y'all had a hard round. And, and they had Brady. Brady, like, Brady yeah. To me, when we look at these situations, all of the situations, the, the, the Bucks, the Rams, the Broncos, and the Jets, they all have very, very, very different scenarios. Very different rosters. Very different runs. And very different... Uh, points of adversity throughout the season and the reasons for overcoming them or failing are very obvious to me. I mean, we're going to find out how bad, if it's really Russ or not, but having a first-time coach in that situation, I think, played a lot into it with Nathaniel Hackett with Russ. But you had a team with Sean McVay, who, in my opinion, is the best coach in that division and one of the top coaches in the NFL, and they were just in a Super Bowl loaded with, with talent, the best defensive player of all time. You had and, – and a solid wide receiver. And the Bucs, every situation was different. When you compare the Tom Brady and the Bucs yeah. to the Jets, to me, all of that other stuff, you can talk about talent and all that. Shady's talked about it a million times. Brady galvanized that team. Yeah. That's not what Rodgers is. You guys face real adversity. You, ha you are not where uh, you, want, you wanted to be I, at the bye. I don't know if, if Matthew Stafford is that type of leader like a Tom Brady. I yeah. think when you, have that much but but when you have that much talent around you, though, like, like Odell Beckham was your number two. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a second, though. Mm -hmm. He was your yeah. number two guy. He was getting crazy, super busy in the Super Bowl as a number two dude. Then you add on Cooper Cup, like, yeah. and then on defense. You had dudes. So, that's that helps so, I'm curious about with Tampa. Dudes. You had so many veteran guys. Yeah. How much was this is our maybe our last best chance to go get a ring was a motivating or galvanizing mm. factor. We got Tom Brady. We haven't seen it. We don't know how much time we got. Right. Like, we got to go get it now. That's, that was never the thought, right? But what I can say about being around vets from the championship with them compared to the Chiefs is older team. So, like, you don't need as much big Maybe leadership, shit. you know, conversations and yelling. You don't need that because, first of all, it's Tom Brady. He demands all the respect in the building. And then you got veteran players that just want to win. Yeah. So some things that coach don't even have to say because we all are dialed in mm. compared to maybe some teams where I feel like the Chiefs, 
is younger. Or the right? Jets. Right? We, we, we got a lot of talent. Andy Reid is, a, is, a, is a, one of the best coaches. Patrick Mahomes is still young. He's emerging as that leader. But it was more like, okay, we're young. Like, we got down like three times in the playoffs, but 20-some points. All right, let's start playing. Are you ready? To play? Let's go. <laughs> Compared to Brady, he's not going to let that thing happen like that. Oh, yeah. what, what we doing? I give, I give, he give Mike a look. Okay, you're right. My bad. You see what I'm saying? It's like accountable for, for all of us compared to one person mm. making sure everybody's in line. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NBA reports. They say that the Wizards finalizing a deal that includes Chris Paul going to the Warriors and Jordan Poole headed to Washington. CP3, 38 years old, averaged a career low, just 14 points last season, while Poole, on the other hand, averaged over 20 points per game. We have so many reactions and so little time. Bring us on camera. We've seen enough of Jordan Poole. <laughs> Shady, my reaction after I was initially distraught. Right, right, right. I was distraught. But my reaction was it's a win-win for everybody. Mm. Everybody won with this Jordan Poole trade. First person who wins, Chris Paul. One of the most illustrious careers, particularly at point guard in the history of the NBA, and he will be as close to a ring in my mind as it pertains to a roster as he's ever been before. I know he went with the Phoenix Suns. The second winner, it's the Warriors. Jordan mm. Poole this past season clearly had proven himself to be a headache. Now, he was a headache because he got punched in the head, so it wasn't necessarily all his fault. <laughs> but he's proven himself to be a headache. But the last winner is that man, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole didn't want to be in Golden State. We knew he didn't want to be in Golden State based on his behavior. Now he will go to the Wizards, get as many shots as he wants. He'll start. He'll average 26 to 28 points per game in my mind. He'll make two to three all-star teams in the next five to seven years. He will live in anonymity because he's going to be in, 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 playing in Washington. But I do believe that Jordan Poole will now fully maximize his scoring potential. So I think it's a win, 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 win for all of them. Shady, you're the resident Warriors fan. Yeah, I you am. You tell me how you feel. <laughs> you know what? I'm like you a little bit. Like, I'm in the middle. Because first I was like, oh, what are we doing? Why are we getting Chris Paul? He's older. Yeah. You know, Jordan Poole's 24 years old. He's still young. He can develop. He, he had some, some times where he was doing really well. Then he had some times where he played terrible. Mm -hmm. Careless basketball and one mixtape, you know, turnovers. <laughs> And then Chris Paul is old. He's like, what, 39? About to be 40 years old? But when I think about it, it's a great move if we can use some of that money off the books of, um, from, from Jordan Poole, right? And then if we can add some other pieces to our team. Because I, I, I think Chris Paul is a, is a solid vet. He's coming to a, a veteran team, right? I think with the second team, he could command that a little better. Um, um, put us in, in different offensive sets, yeah. right? Now, defense is the same thing with Poole. They both get scored on, right? If you watch the playoffs this, this year <laughs> when he was playing. <laughs> right. they was going, They was going at Chris Paul. It was a liability on defense. So, I just think that if we could add one more piece to our team with the money that we're using to get rid of Jordan Poole and we put it to our team, that's when it's going to be a great trade. Because right now... I don't know. I'm on that borderline. Like, ah, do I like it? Do I don't like it? So, only way you can make it right if we get the money right for a good player. Flick, where are you on all of this? You've been covering the Warriors. You live in the Bay, yeah. if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, you know the Warriors better than anybody on national television. Yeah. So, I am excited for your insight. Where do you stand? I think this is the most sensible thing that the Warriors could have done. And we mentioned the points off the top. I'm going to go basketball here because there's a lot of emotional elements yeah. to this yeah. with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, etc. But let's just go to the basketball. 
The Warriors led the league in turnovers yep. this past year. It was one of their great downfalls is that they couldn't take care of the ball, particularly when they went to the second unit. That's what Jordan Poole was supposed to do. Jordan Poole, per minute, led them in turnovers. Mm -hmm. So he was a direct contributor to the fact that they led the league in turnovers. Do you know what Chris Paul does? He takes care of the ball. Mm. He has the fourth. He had even even as minimized as you may make him this year, mm-hmm. yeah. he still had the fourth best turnover assist ratio in the league. Mm-hmm. Assist to turnover ratio yes, in the league. He's going to take so much pressure off of Draymond Green and Steph Curry to be playmakers. And for all that, it was what he averaged 14 points and averaged almost nine assists a game. This is the compromised 38-year-old Chris Paul. They have enough young guys in Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. They need somebody who's going to be able to distribute and get those guys easy buckets. Here's why I disagree. And Chris Paul is still capable of that. You mentioned the word easy bucket. Mm -hmm. Not only did the Warriors have the most turnovers in basketball, as you have reminded me, I didn't know that statistic prior, but let me tell you something different. They have the second most points per game in all of basketball. Mm -hmm. Jordan Poole averaging 22 of those 119 points per game. Mm -hmm. So you can look at it one side, the cup halfway, and say, well, you know what? Oh, they get rid of the turnovers. But the problem, you also get rid of his 22 points per game. 17% of the Warriors' offense, James, just walked out the door. Well, first off, we know that it's bigger than this, right? We've played team sports. We've had cancers on the team. Yeah, that's true. To where we like, it ain't going to work. No matter how bad we want it to work, no matter how much of a walking bucket Jordan Poole has showed us he is, it's not going to work. And ever since that punch, you've seen Jordan's Poole body language, the way he plays the game, not just with Draymond, but with everybody. With Steph Curry, with Klay Thompson, we've seen it clear as day is Draymond coming off the court trying to slap his hand. He like, nah, mm-hmm. he was checked out from the get-go, right? So this move had to happen. Whether Chris Paul comes in there and averages nine assists, scores 14 points, it don't matter. Jordan Poole had to get out of there to get the best Jordan Poole because he wasn't going to be the best Jordan Poole with, with Steph and Clay and Draymond on the team with the situation that happened. So I'm happy for Jordan Poole. I'm happy for Chris Paul. I'm happy for this trade. I think it does make the, the Warriors better because now you have a leader coming off the bench. Forget the 13 points. It's about getting those other guys involved that can yep. score the basketball, and that's what Chris does. And now, like you said, Jordan Poole gets to go to a fresh place sure fresh start sure new teammates yep. it don't matter what type shots he takes because they are bringing him there paying him that money but to take those shots. here's my issue if there was one team in basketball one team that did not do the one thing that chris paul does best it's the warriors chris paul is one of the greatest leaders on the court mm-hmm. in the game of basketball has ever seen mm-hmm. the warriors if any team in the nba doesn't need leadership It's the Warriors. What we were all saying just last week, man, maybe Chris Paul to the Celtics. Mm -hmm. They could use some of that. Mm -hmm. Man, if the Grizzlies had a guy like Chris, Shady, they could use some of that. James, they could use some of that. Don't tell me about Chris Paul's leadership when the Warriors have three guys on the roster that have four championships and a coach who has, I believe, a cumulative ten championships. Mm -hmm. They don't need his leadership. They need buckets. 
buckets. But, not all, but they do need leadership. They need for the floor second, leadership. For the second unit, they do need. That first unit's solid, right? You got championship yeah. pedigree. You got leadership. But for that second unit, you don't. And that's why second unit come in, turnovers, bad shots, right? Steph Curry coming off the bench. Now they down. They plus 30 with Steph Curry out there. They minus whatever with him, with him off the court. So you do need Chris to come off the bench and be a leader for that second unit. And that's what he does best. But my, my, my biggest question is, do, yeah, I don't think that we could have got something better than Chris Paul. Now, I love Chris Paul. But at this time in his career, the stuff we've been seeing, he's, he's, he's always hurt, mm-hmm. right? Especially in the postseason, he's always hurt. Mm. And then you watch this postseason, I mean, he didn't really give you much. The fan of me is like, yo, we got Chris Paul. But then, like, me as the, the, the real fan of the game is like, hold up, we need something better than Chris Paul. But that's, but that's why you get I'm, what I'm saying? saying? But that's why I'm saying, Shady, the Warriors did not worry about none of that. They didn't care who they had. They just knew he had to get yeah. out. I, I agree with that part. I'm saying, yes, Jordan Poole, I'm, I'm happy he's gone. Yep. Right, and I'm not gonna talk about the Washington Wizards. You can talk about them. <laughs> I'm happy he's going. He got all his shots through the and one mixtape tricks in Washington. That's cool. But for the Warriors, for a championship type of team that we have, we needed something different than Chris Paul. This is this is what, what do. This is what Possibly. tells you what the value of Jordan Poole was. And I had a I had a scout the other day just tell me that he thought that Jordan Poole and T- Tyler Hero's contracts are the two worst contracts. Mm in the league uh, for young players because you're paying them a number that the, the stats look good. But everybody yeah. knows what went on with Jordan Poole. And if they're going to, in the league, if they're going to side with Draymond Green and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson or Jordan Poole, yeah. you know who they're going to side with. Exactly. So this is some addition by subtraction as far as the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't okay. forget. No, don't, wait, hold on. Hold on. There. Yeah. Could. Don't forget. I, I, I said virus, and, and you yeah, took exception, yeah, and, then, said, and then you went cancer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, in, he's in there, though. It's both he's of them. in there. It's yeah. both of them. You've seen it. You've no. Seen it. So, no. Hold on, hold on. No, we, 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 need, we need defense, though. We're, we're, so, okay, so, this so, is so, my team. So let me, so you let said me, 20 points. I get that. Let but scoring ain't the, the, the worst issue. We can score points. We need less turnovers and more defense. Shady, let me answer this. So here's the problem, is the kind of turnovers that you give up affects your defense in a big way. That's true. Live turnovers, where you're on the perimeter with Jordan Poole Jesus and you're dancing and you're so doing it's that. So it's Jordan Poole's fault. Dude, hold because on. Because we're not, not no, finished. Finish. Finish. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, you can improve defensively just by not turning the ball Agreed. over at the top Agreed. and giving yeah, them fast Agreed. great buckets. But and that's what Jordan Poole did, and that's not what Jordan Poole will Here's do. Here's my thing, though. We're not going to sit here and act like the reason the Warriors were not a good defensive team is because of Jordan no, Poole. No, no, no. Jordan Poole didn't even get enough minutes oh. in the playoffs for the Warriors to be that bad a defensive team. There were games where Jordan Poole only played 11 minutes. So it wasn't like Jordan Poole was sitting there dominating all 48, just giving up bucket after bucket after bucket. Now, he did have four fouls, I believe, in a half one time, so that yeah. was pretty embarrassing and atrocious. <laughs> but, Slick, the reason the Warriors won that chip last year yeah. in large part was Jordan Poole. Oh, stop. In stop. large part. I didn't stop. say the exclusive. The reason that they got out of the first round. You could say they got out of the first round. Yeah, but yeah. In, order to win, you gotta, in order to win, you got to get out the first round. Okay, but as each round went, he, did get he worse. played less and less. Yeah, and if you're going to tell me he had a bigger role than Andrew Wiggins or no, Seth no, Curry no, 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 or Draymond no, Green. No. Well, I will say this. Uh-oh. Draymond Green got benched with a capital B in the NBA Finals. Mm. 31-year-old Draymond Green got benched. Duh. 
He was atrocious. He went on his own podcast. He didn't have to come on speak. He went on his own podcast and said, you know what? Yeah. I'm playing, playing bad. Yeah. terribly. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't sit here and act like, oh, the, the Warriors would not have been champions last year, in my best guess, without Jordan Poole. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, the reason the Warriors didn't beat the Raptors was because of injury. Well, why did Kevin Durant feel the need to rush out there? Because he realized, oh, without me, we're not going to win. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry said, wait a second, we don't need me to win this round. I have Jordan Poole. I'm not suggesting Steph Curry would have gotten hurt if Jordan Poole wouldn't have been present, but we have literally seen Warriors players rush back on the court because they realized their team could not win without them. Jordan Poole allows Steph Curry to kick his feet back on the desk <laughs> and say, you know what, Poole, you take over. And that's why, to me, I'm not going to disrespect Poole and act as though the Warriors so, couldn't have won without Okay, him. so you, you like to go back to the championship uh, uh, year. Yes, sir. I, that's cool. I, I like that. I have that. to. Paul did a good job, right? But let's talk about right now, though. Okay. When you watch him right now, in this bad. playoffs, he right? Bad. He was what? He was bad. Liability, he bad. Was. Yeah. He was. Scoring, he was. turnovers, can't play no defense, fouls, dumb. Yo, I watched so many plays, it was like dumb mistakes. Like, what are you trying to do there? Yeah, yeah. You got to get rid of him. 